Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Larry Huck, and welcome to Standing with Israel on Charisma's Podcast Network. You know, standing with Israel is one of the most important things that you will ever do. And let me give you two reasons. You and I are fulfilling Bible prophecy in tearing down the wall that divides Jews and Gentiles. The second thing is, by tearing down this wall and rebuilding the tabernacle of David in our hearts, we are preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah. Now let's get into today's message. David calls for a census to see how big his kingdom is. They call for a census to see how many people are on his side. Not on God's side, not on the Bible side, not on the Torah side, on his side. And then the Bible says something very interesting. It says, and the census took nine months and 20 days. That's in English. If you read ancient Jewish wisdom, and it includes the counting of days of suns and moons, it changes the days. Can anybody think of something that is around nine months and 20 days? The birth of a baby. Why does God give us that number? Because he's saying something is about to be birthed. Either a great revival at the foot of the threshing floor or a great disaster of plagues. Something is about to be birthed. Isn't it interesting Then we're talking about the second coming of Jesus. The Bible says that these signs will be as the birth pang of a woman. That secret goes all the way back to 2 Samuel 24 when God is teaching us the wisdom of the Bible and says, I'm about to birth something and it's up to you whether it is a blessing or it is a disaster. In ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. When I was in college many years ago, it was during the Vietnam War that college students were protesting. Peaceful demonstration. Not killing people, not burning buildings, not taking over with the help of governors and mayors, taking over cities. Peaceful demonstration. It used to be in America that you had a right to say whatever you wanted to say. We're going to talk about the curse of Lashon Hara. Nowadays, if you say something and they don't like it, they can destroy your life, and we're letting them do that. I remember during the time when the Vietnam War and Nixon and things were stirred up and people were calling for change, I remember a college professor saying to the class, every great nation, every empire lasts about 250 years. Babylonian Empire lasted about 252 years. The Spanish Empire, 1492 to 1742, when the uh, War of the Spanish Succession ended, 250 years. The Roman Empire, about 243 years. The Asian Empire, Marmaluke's Empire, Ottoman Empire, pre-communist Russia, 240-something years. British Empire, 250 years. If you read Genesis chapter 5, 1 through 29, talks about the generations from Adam to Noah. 
Genesis 11, 10 through 26, talks about the 10 generations from Noah to Abraham. Now, why is that significant? Why does God go through all of that, giving 10 generations? If you look up the word generation, when you're dealing with the spiritual, it means one thing. When you're dealing with physical science, history, it means another thing. The word generation that we have in English comes from a Latin word, which means to beget. And where that comes from in science and history and social studies and stuff means uh, the age where a male is at his prime to beget the next generation. So that generation means 25 years. A spiritual generation is different, but a physical generation means 25 years. So there's a reason why God says from Adam to Noah, there are 10 generations. From Noah to Abraham, there are 10 generations. 10 times 25 equals what? 250 years. If you look at the names, it's talking about a very special mystery secret. Every name that's listed is a characteristic of that generation. Where did we used to get names from? If your name was Smith, what was your living? A blacksmith. That's what we get here. If you read Shakespeare, Shakespeare talks about Mrs. Gossip and Mr. Tattletale. Guess what their characters are? (laughs) Gossip and Tattletale. If you look at the changing where God went from Adam, the people climbed in character. But when it got towards the end to Noah, it declined and was destruction. And so it showed that there were at the beginning certain human qualities. Think about the birthing of America. Human qualities like steadfastness, initiative, vision, determination, hard work, honesty, resilience, courage. Uh, All these things necessary to pioneer a society that's successful. But history shows that as a nation, think about America starting off. Pioneers, dirt, shovel, fighting the the British Empire, trying to control how we believe. You know, when America was founded, our seal, American seal, was going to be the parting of the Red Sea. And our language was going to be Hebrew. Because we were going to base our nation on Judeo-Christian principles. And everybody that was coming, whether you spoke English or French or Latin or or Dutch, or German, or or Irish, or whatever you were, we're going to have one language because we have one goal. Maybe we ought to make that language the language of the Bible. Our nation was started with one nation under God, a handshake, honesty, integrity, morals, built on the Bible. And so as our nation grew, our prosperity grew, our strength grew, our industrial power grew, our military power grew. But then something happens in every nation. What others work for, people begin to think they deserve. I don't have to work for it. Give it to me. I don't have to be honest about it. Give it to me. History tells us 
that this erosion of positive qualities, it lasts about 250 years. It begins a journey of greatness, and then it rapidly begins a journey of decline. So you say, well, Pastor Larry, what does it have to do with us? What does it have to do with us, with our cities being burnt, people taking over uh, uh, downtown, smashing windows, uh, killing police officers, killing people, killing store shop owners? We have to be blind not to see that these are... Pastor, do you believe it's set in stone what's going to happen? No, I believe it's up to you. I believe it's up to you. I believe it's either going to be rapture or it's going to be revival. I believe something is about to be birthed. Disaster or the greatest outpouring the world has ever seen. Read read this. This is one of the destructions of a nation. Go with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 5, verse 1. Belezar, the king, made a great feast for thousands of his lords and drank wine in the presence of the thousand. While he tasted the wine, Belezar gave the command to bring gold and silver vessels, which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple, which had been in Jerusalem, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Now, this is obviously desecration of worshiping God. It's happening in America, guys. You you better wake up. Listen, you better vote for the person who is pro-Bible. Don't don't vote donkey. Don't vote elephant. Vote Lamb of God. Don't vote what your parents say. Don't Don't vote what's politically correct. Don't vote what's socially correct. You better vote because I'm telling you, the mark of the beast is coming pretty quick. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken from the temple of the house of God, which had been in Jerusalem. And the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and they praised the gods of gold and silver, hmm, bronze and iron, wood and stone. In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall. The lampstand is the menorah which represents the presence of God. Opposite the lampstand, on the plaster on the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips were loosened, and his knees knocked against each other. The king cried out loud to bring in the astronomers, Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and all the... And the king spoke, saying... To the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. They're partying. They're making fun of the things of God. They're making fun of the temple. They're making fun of the threshing floor. They're making fun of the worshiping of God. They're making fun of the presence of God. They're making fun of the church. They're making fun of the synagogues. They're saying, go in there and destroy them. And now it's happening again, guys. And all of a sudden, a hand came out and wrote something on the wall. God's writing something on our wall of America. 
So the king's wise men came out, could not read the writing, but made known to the king its interpretation. Then King Belazar was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed. His lords were astonished. The queen, because of the words of the king and the lords, came to the banquet hall. And the queen spoke, saying, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge and understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belt as they are, now let Daniel be called and will give the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king, and the king spoke to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who was one of the captives of Judah? And my father, the king, brought from Judah. I, I've heard of you that the Spirit of the Lord is in you, and that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not give the interpretation of the thing. Oh, how many spiritual leaders are not reading the interpretation of this thing? And I have heard of you that you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing, make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said to the king, let your gifts be for yourself. Give your rewards to somebody else. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. Let me read that again. O king, the most high God gave you America. God birthed this nation to be a light and a help to the world. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. Gave you the wealth. Gave you the victory. Gave you the power. Gave you the prosperity. Gave you the blessing. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whoever he wished, he set up. Whoever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up, his spirit was hardened in pride. What was David's sin? Pride. We don't need God anymore. What's always been Israel's pride when they went into Babylon captivity? We don't need God anymore. Our houses are built. Our cattle are fat. Our, our, our vineyards are flowing. We, we don't need God anymore. And God was angry. He was disposed of his kingdom throne and they took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. A heart was made like a beast, and his dwelling was like a wild donkey's. They fed him with grass and like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men. The Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, his son, Belezar, have not humbled your hearts all, although you knew all of this, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven, they have brought the vessels of this house before you, and your lords and your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them. 
We even say it this way. You took the Ten Commandments out of the schools. You took prayers out of the schools. You're trying to shut down the church. You're trying to shut down the, the places of worship. You're trying to tell us we can't teach the Bible anymore. That's exactly what's happening. And God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways you have not glorified. Then Belezar gave the command and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And that very night, Belezar, the king of the Chaldeans, was slain and Darius the Mede received the kingdom being about 62 years old. I don't think it could be any more plain. But I don't think necessarily your kingdom has been removed is written in permanent marker. I believe it's up to us. Next week we're going to talk about America's great spiritual awakening. I believe it's in the balance. You right now, you, 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 me, you, are being weighed in the balance. Say, Pastor Larry, where do you think we are? Personally, I think we're in the eve of something great being birthed. A great outpouring of signs and wonders and miracles. A great awakening where our sons and our daughters and our family will be born again and saved. A great awakening of Jews and Gentiles coming together. And I believe God is saying to us right now, will you together, Jews and Gentiles, Baptists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, Christians, Catholics, will you buy the threshing floor? Will you repent for your pride, America? Thank you for listening to our Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck. We truly believe that building bridges between Christians and Jews is a sign of the end times and will prepare the world for the coming of the Messiah. If you would like to learn more about why we stand with Israel and at the same time be a blessing to the Jewish people, we encourage you to send for Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. It's an incredibly insightful and prophetic book that will lead you into the blessings of God and will send it to you for any size offering to our ministry. Your contribution will be used to support our charitable work in Israel, which includes supporting elderly Holocaust survivors and Project Aliyah, which brings the Jews home to their ancient homeland, Israel. To donate, please call us today at one 800 204 6545 and speak with one of our helpful operators. You can also go to our website and make your donation at lhmpodcast.org. Again, please call 800-204-6545 or go to lhmpodcast.com to make your donation and request a copy of Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. Thanks for listening today. God bless you for your prayerful and financial support. And tune in next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.